0: some neighbors are saying way too loud
1: That's only in the moment. welcome in everybody to a brand new episode of loose lug nuts the world famous nascar podcast by the average fan for the average fan i'm evan roberts joined alongside thomas dick and thomas a mixed bag of races this weekend and in my opinion we had a, a meh or boring truck race uh an average xfinity race but then sunday we capped it off with a p- pretty good race what were your overall thoughts on the weekend
2: yeah i mean even from race to race it went from good to bad like the truck race we'll talk about it the heats and the first stage i thought were a-okay and then it just went to shit um pretty fast yeah and we won't be like some other podcasts, and I won't ask
1: you how your day was or anything like that. But uh, I do oh, have uh, some...
2: it's my first day using a. I made a, a stand-up desk out of yeah, um, like boxes of paper you get from Dunder Mifflin because um, they wouldn't put it in the budget, which is sad. And I noticed that uh, you had some main and tail beauty products on your desk as well. I always do. I mean, as the unofficial, official sponsor of my hair main Tail deserves to have a, a spot on my desk. Do you
1: think they just like, and share our story without like really wondering what we do or do you think they've actually like listened,
2: you know, at some point I'm going to have to stop doing it because they're getting free pub, you know, <laughs> until they,
1: so
2: uh, other big news. Uh,
1: we're now we've been now downloaded in russia so six countries not including the united states
2: did that happen before or after the like nine different messages from my phone to yours the same message nine times <laughs> yeah i don't know i just saw it today but all right now we're talking it. about our own lives so let's get yeah. on to- all right okay. so
1: let's get into friday's race in knoxville iowa the half mile dirt track As you mentioned, the heats were more entertaining than the race. So here's a brief recap. In the first heat race, Josh Berry uh, ran away with it. Haley Deegan actually ended up with the most points in the race with 13.
2: Yeah, I had high hopes for her after that. She passed like seven or eight cars in the heat. Um, Looked like she was going to be pretty good, but she... uh, as we'll get to, she banged her car in against the wall, and then she, uh, Sheldon Creed banged her, and then everyone was just banging. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was sad because I thought she had a lot of potential for this one, but tried a line up top that wasn't working, and uh, it ended up not working for a lot of people. So, uh, Second heat, we get Kyle Strickler. He's a late replacement for Spencer Boyd, uh, and he wins his heat race with a late pass of Zane Smith. Todd Golan, he also bags 13 points, so he and Deegan are are the front two people after two heats. Um, Third stage, uh, Tyler Angram wins a stage, but uh, Derek Krause moved from 10th to second. 10th to second. He gets 17 points. That puts him in front um, with one heat race left in that heat race. Uh, Carson host of our wins from the second spot. So despite winning the stage, he only gets 11 points. So for the race, you're going to have a uh, front row of Derek Krauss and Tyler Ankrum, second row of Todd Goland and Haley Deegan, John Hunter Nemechek. Uh, he crashed at the end of practice. So he had to start from the back in a backup truck. Thank and man. after the race, they might even need to look for a third truck. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: we will get to that as we get to stage one. So that's how they started, or uh, made the starting lineup was those four heat races. Stage one, it kind of seemed like every couple laps, someone
2: else was strong. Yeah, I mean Derek Kraus was out early. He looked strong, and then uh, Johnny Sauter, who needs a win, was looking good. And you're like, oh my God, Johnny Sauter's gonna run away with this but that only lasted a couple laps and then Carson Hostovar came out of nowhere. Um, so that's how like the first 20 laps was just those guys each leading four or five laps. But then Todd Golan took the lead on lap 22. He was looking unbeatable. Um, but then there's a restart with four to go after one of the myriad of spin outs we had in the race. I think we had 14, um, yellow flags. Anyhow, Derek Krause passes uh, Gillan on, on the restart. Then Jessica Friesen spins with three to go, so the stage ends under yellow. Derek Krause, who also needs a win to get into the playoffs, wins the stage, followed by Gil Hosovar, Josh Berry, Sheldon Creed in the top five. They all pit, except for Except for your guy, Donny, shot, 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 shot. shot, shot, shot. shot, shot. <laughs> yeah, um, weird, just weird pit strategy. I know he was mired in like the ninth to twelfth, but it's awfully early in the race, and he uh, he decides to pit or not to pit, and we start stage two, and he goes from the front outside of the top twenty immediately. It was. It was like he had an anvil in one under one arm (laughs) and an anchor under the other. He dropped so fast. Um, Once again, though, Todd Gillen, he leads every lap in this stage until four to go. Then he gets passed by Derek Cross. It's almost like deja vu all over again. This time, Brian Brown, a dirt ringer, spins with three to go. So another stage ends under yellow. So with your deja vu, were you like, oh my gosh, I've had too
1: many Coors banquets. I've uh, felt like I've seen this before. Or? I
2: did. And as you saw the notes I had typed up for you, I probably you <laughs> uh, think I spelled Gilliland probably nine different ways. He's like the Matt D. Bendetto of yeah. uh, the trucks. Um, so it ends up uh, Kraus in first, followed by Josevar, Todd Gilliland, Matt Crafton, and Grant Enfinger. Well, it looks like uh, Derek Krause is going to be on his way to a really good finish. Which he needs. But, uh uh-oh, 44 laps to go, blows a tire. He goes from playoffs to no playoffs likely. And it might have been karma. There was more than two drivers that mentioned uh, number 19 by number as someone who was driving around like a gonad. Sort of his fault. The way... The track, I don't know. Like I've seen races at Knoxville in the past with other vehicles and the top just wasn't working in this one, unlike other races. And the only way you could get by someone is if you bumped them like on the low track, sort of knocked them off line and then got by them. Apparently there's a right way to do that. (laughs) And Derek Krause apparently was not doing that the right way. And yeah, multiple people uh, mentioned him. So there's a restart with 39 to go, and we have a rookie shootout between Chandler Smith and Carson Hostovar. They duke it out. This is when I stopped taking notes, because after that, there were about 420 restarts, including 69 overtimes. (laughs) It was just a a shit show. There's a 15-minute red flag in there where there was a 17-truck mashup on lap 155. And that's where um, we,
1: so looking at the race results, we had 11 cars DNF due to an accident.
2: Yeah, yeah, most of them were probably on that one. And I'll just say this, Chandler Smith, I thought, deserved the win. He won numerous restarts, but on the penultimate restart, he was edged out by inches by Austin Hill at the nearest timing thingy, which seems real scientific at a dirt track. Um, when the yellow came out. So on the final restart, Smith had to start on the outside. Austin Hill start on the inside. Austin Hill won. I will say Austin Hill deserves it too, though, because just by the year he's been having a lot of good uh, uh, runs and just never got the results. So I'm not upset that Austin Hill won. I just felt bad for Chandler Smith because, like I said, he was on the front row on about. I already said 420 and uh, (laughs) and like 12 restarts. Yeah. So, and he just won the one that counted because there weren't any cars left to wreck at that point. (laughs) Just those
1: two guys sitting out there.
2: Yeah, he was not in the ideal position.
1: So Austin Hill came away with the win. Chandler Smith finishes second. Grant Enfinger third. Todd Gilliland fourth. Derek Krause uh, fifth. Matt Crafton sixth. Ben Rose seventh. Brian Brown, eighth, Tate Fogelman, ninth, and Danny Bone, tenth.
2: Yeah, um, Kraus picked up 52 points on the day. A lot of points, but he was way behind. So in the long run, didn't really help out. He needs a win uh, because there's only one race left. Sean Ander Nemechek, he ground out in 11th place, Finished mostly by just staying back and letting everyone else crash. (laughs) So, good. good You're in the
1: playoffs. You don't need to push it. You don't need to do anything. Just well, and that clinched
2: him the regular season championship. Yeah. He has that clinch. So, good on him. For the record, a lot of people were wondering Jessica Friesen finishes 26th, one spot ahead of Stuart Friesen, who finished 27th. So, she has bragging rights in the family sort of weird they mentioned that they brought both trucks with the same setup but when they did the practices and whatever they realized they needed the to change some stuff but they only brought <laughs> enough parts to change it on one of the trucks so how you come with the same set that's
1: so do we think that Stuart Friesen let his wife win because you know happy wife happy life like you know how like I, see, I didn't
2: realize he he must I'm wondering if he did not finish and fee- she finished because she spun around twice. So
1: he he finished five laps behind her. He finished okay, twenty-seven. So he, she finished twenty-six. She completed 175 so she laps.
2: she was probably still running after the hundred the after the seventeen car yeah. crash <laughs> or seventeen truck crash. Yeah. Pronouns, pronouns, pronouns. Um, and she was probably still running because she spun around twice. So I didn't think there's any way she could finish ahead of him. But also for the record. Jennifer Joe Cop finished 25th. So she finished ahead of the Friesens, the hot commodity, Josh Berry, guy with a serial name killer, Austin Wayne Self. Serial name killer? Cereal guy killer with name? a serial killer name, Austin <laughs> Wayne Self. I don't know if you guys know this. There's a lot of serial killers out there with a middle name, Wayne. Um, 10-time World of Outlaws champion, Donnie. Shot, 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 shot. Defending grand, grand, grand Gander Truck champion, sheldon creed and chase briscoe so good for jennifer joe cobb uh so that that's the race yeah
1: so let's look at the standings uh quickly we'll break this down a little bit um there, there's no truck race this weekend in new hampshire they'll be back for watkins Glen. that is the last race of the regular seasons those that are in with wins there's five of them uh john hunter nemacek ben rhodes austin hill todd Gillilin, and sheldon creed uh, locked in with an insurmountable points edge zane smith Uh, Matt Crafton and Carson Hosevar. So that leaves two spots where we have Stuart Friesen, 53
2: points above the cutoff, and Chandler Smith, 40 points above the cutoff. So on the outside, they would need a miracle to get in on points, would be Derek Krause. I mean, he had a great run and only scored 52. Uh, So you do the math on that. He's minus 40. Tyler Ankrum's minus 44. Johnny Sauter's minus 51. Also, some others out there: Austin Wayne Self, uh, Ryan Truex, Haley Deegan, Tanner Gray, Chase Purdy, Tate fogelman All need wins to get in. Um, two things from the broadcast: I, I didn't put this in the notes. First, during the fifty-two thousand crashes at the end, Fox tried really, really, really hard to make me like they were telling us that it was a great race and. They needed to give that a rest. But the other thing, Fox has the uh, race on their channel. Fox Sports's uh, little um, motorsports Twitter feed uh, had a thing about uh, racing in Knoxville, and then they uh, had like uh, hashtag Tennessee Dirt, <laughs> which was pretty funny. Yeah, because this Knoxville we discussed, there is no SunSphere there. There is no Pat Summit. Um, basketball uh, hall uh, of fame no just statue of the goat yeah just that nah, i right. found those two things to be funny
1: so as we transition to atlanta or as the kids call it hotlanta the xfinity race on saturday the big news pre-race is austin Dillon has to replace michael annette in the number one car due to a leg inter- injury and then i don't know if you saw this but junior motorsports announced on monday that josh barry will sub in for michael annette uh at new hampshire uh annette's injury will be about three weeks so he'll miss uh the next two races as well so they're fighting for a waiver to uh make sure to keep well he
2: got the he got the waiver um the thing is the points thing is tightening up so yeah he's got to worry about that i found like he was supposed to be in a truck race and he got replaced and they didn't say why like during the whole broadcast So I'm assuming the weather was supposed to be bad. Maybe he didn't want to risk going out there and then sitting there uh, playing with his dengue all night while it's raining. Uh, It wasn't until the next day that we found out it was a leg injury. Well, Uh, then Dale Jr. said on the broadcast that he
1: only found out about 20 minutes before they went on air that Annette wasn't going to be able to race in the Xfinity either. And so they had to uh, kind of frantically find somebody. So Austin Dillon.
2: And to me, it's got to be serious because, well, I don't know if they've changed the rules so, back in the day. Back in the day, if you were hurt, you could start the race, get replaced by a different driver, and that first driver got the points. So I would have thought they would have just thrown him in the car until the competition cautioned. But... So the injury for Michael
1: Annette, he has a stress fracture in his right femur, and he added an MRI revealed the fracture on Monday, and surgery to repair, uh, repair it will take place um, today, Tuesday. Um, so we'll see what he can do. They, we do have two weeks off. So this may be the only race that Josh Berry will race in. We'll see how Michael Annett's doing, but as we get to the race stage one, Kyle Busch leads start to finish really the only notable thing, Austin Cendrick uh, back to the 31st spot. So Kyle Busch wins the stage, AJ Allmendinger second, Harrison Burton third, Daniel Hemrick fourth, Noah Gregson fifth.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, the only, like you said, the only notable thing was Cindric was having issues, and he dropped back like, I don't know, we're going Anvil. We've decided on Anvil. Yeah. Um, so that goes to stage two. Um, Kyle Busch loses four spots during the stage break, so that puts Gregson and Harrison Burton up front. Gregson outguns Harrison Burton for the lead, but Kyle Busch needs just four laps to overtake yeah. him. Um, and that's when uh, it looks like Kyle Bush is going to run away with this thing so um, the people up in the booth start talking about uh, movies uh, Rutledge Wood is bringing out some old uh, racing movies and Steve Letart earns the Evan Roberts of the NBC broadcast team because he hasn't seen most, any he's the
1: most handsome
2: no he, he hasn't seen any effing movies <laughs> like how are you a race person and you haven't seen Stroke Race? probably because he was too busy crew chief and then winning races there's no better crew chief to learn from than Har- uh Harvey from uh, Stroker Ace yeah never seen that
1: movie either if that surprises you
2: why are you just staring at me like that I just out? did a long silent thing so we could put in <laughs> sound clips from Stroker Ace <laughs>
1: All right, so as we get to the final stage, A.J. Allmendinger speeding off pit road. He has to go to the back collar racing. It had a pretty good day. Uh, Greg Galding brings out the yellow at lap 50, or excuse me, at lap 97, and Noah Gregson uh, doesn't pit, so he can take
2: the lead. Yeah, I mean, it uh, looks like a, a pretty uh, bold strategy, and it looks like a strategy that could pay off. But wait, <laughs> right before they go green, <laughs> Breaks <laughs> and pits and like
1: you had texted me about this and i was watching a replay of it so i wasn't watching it live and dale so i like was anticipating it and dale, dale jr didn't say anything until they got about like turns three he was just like what the f is happening
2: yeah like he like they pitted right before the green flag came up <laughs> but like how hard like to me and i'm thinking how hard
1: would it be to be a team owner but you're also broadcasting so then i'm like thinking like okay like he's obviously like pro his guys but he does a pretty good job of not being like pro junior motorsports guys. guy so i think he, he does did, a really good job he
2: does and, and it makes me think that jeff gordon must be uh not be able to think he could do that because he's, <laughs> yeah. he's like screw it i'm giving this up
1: but then they so then they find out that he did have a tire going down and he was able to stay on the lead lap so crisis averted but i thought that was pretty funny how junior just kind of stayed quiet and was just like he was probably texting somebody like we need to get this guy off of the the top of the pit
2: <laughs> i mean yeah because if he didn't have a tire go down that would have been the worst pit strategy <laughs> so hmm. we see
1: justin Allgaier and uh haley out front on old tires and then hemrick
2: who's on fresh tires takes the lead yep but uh brandon jones brings out a yellow flag with 43 laps to go pretty much everybody pits uh leaving some people with uh, one set of tires left some people with no sets of tires left we might see that play out later yeah um justin allgaier Ugh. looking so good and he hits the choose box so you can so you can
1: hit the arrow but you can't hit the line that's in the arrow i just i know you're trying to this is where junior as a team owner has to be fuming but he's just like oh nope you can't do that and i'm like dude in the back of your mind you got to be like cursing somebody out
2: yeah i just i understand you're driving and it's flat and it's hard to see I just don't get how much you're trying to deke out the people behind you that you wouldn't just fucking go one way or the other. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, you're trying to trick the person behind you. (laughs) So. Like, you don't think? Like, the the one lane always works in every track. One lane always works better. They can see how many cars are up there. You're only going to trick one person behind you. Yeah. It's not like you're the leader. No. No.
1: So well, it's not to... like you're
2: the leader going to the pits either. Yeah. It's like you're...
1: So he has to start uh, from the back. Ty Dillon and Mike Snyder out front on old tires. And, on and the no damage
2: car. done to the car because it's not an actual box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Hemrick and
1: Bush just blow by Ty Dillon and Mike Snyder on new tires. And it looked like Daniel Hemrick was going to run with it. He had a pretty good car, but Carson Ware blows the tire with 17 to go.
2: Oh, and you could hear... Mike Joy at home saying, oh, it's Carson Ware. Yeah, it's one of those Ware guys. Yeah.
0: So
1: everybody comes back into the pits. They put tires on, some with scuffs, uh, some with fresh. Riley Herbst gets caught speeding on pit road, and that kind of ruins his day.
2: Another day, uh, another race where he's top 10, top 15, but doesn't get a top 10, top 15 result. He ends up 19. Which wasn't awful, but he needed to take advantage of Michael not not being in the race.
1: And then we take forever to restart. We so they had six uh, laps of caution. We restart with eleven to go, but right before we restart, Ryan Sieg will, hits
2: the choose box as well. Why didn't Justin Allgaier leave road flares down so he could see the pit <laughs> or the choose box there?
1: So he drops back from the fourth row where he was heading for a great finish. He ended up finishing twelfth, but he was looking at a top five. And we have our guy Kyle Weatherman who goes live on Instagram more than anybody else on earth. He's out front on old tires. And this was where um, I felt bad for Brandon Brown. Who's trying to make a push for the playoffs and Weatherman just dropped. Like he had an amble and an anchor in both of his arms and gets bludgeoned by Brandon Brown and
2: Harrison Burton. Yeah. I mean, Brandon Brown was his baby Doge coin car was going to the moon unfortunately jupiter was right in front (laughs) so he gets bludgeoned
1: yeah it was a sad state of affairs we take forever to restart again restart with six to go daniel hemrick takes the inside aj allmendinger who worked himself uh back up to the front on the outside and all goes wide of allmendinger on the restart and bush is pushing hemrick and he ends up pushing his teammate Daniel Hemrick into the wall
2: yeah so that little incident takes out three favorites Allgaier, Hemrick, Almendinger. all see their chances to win dissipate just a sad day Hemrick's still looking for that first win always a bridesmaid Um, and then Kyle Busch ran away with his groom (laughs) yeah And so,
1: Bush, they take forever to restart again, going into overtime. Bush takes the inside. Jeb Burton takes the outside on the restart. Kyle Bush makes it five for five on a year. Uh, He beats uh, Jeb Burton by a half a second. Noah Gregson, third. Justin Haley, fourth. Ty Dillon, fifth. Brett Moffat, sixth. Justin Allgaier, seventh. Jeremy Clements, eighth. Uh, Sam Meyer, ninth. And Austin Sendrick completes the top ten.
2: Yeah, I mean, what a great day for our our motorsports. They get Ty Gillen in fifth, Brent Moffat in sixth. Also, pretty good day for junior motorsports. They get Gregson in third, Allgaier seventh, Sam Meyer eighth, and Austin Dillon late fill-in. He finishes 11th, all things considering. That's pretty great. And uh, college racing, another
1: great day. You put Jeb Stewart. So I don't know how many Bush, who, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <or>, uh, <laughs> oh, a guy named Jeb Stewart,
2: yeah. <laughs> Jeb Stewart. Uh,
1: Second place goes to Jeb Burton. Uh, Justin Haley got fourth, <laughs> and then AJ Allmendinger ended up finishing thirteenth. Another guy who had a great day was Jeremy Clem- uh, Clements, clawing out of eighth, along with Ryan Sieg twelfth, beside uh, despite running over that uh, choose cone.
2: Yep, and uh, Ryan Vargas, uh, 14th, Alex LeBay, 15th, two other notables. And then the TV crew, I was giving junior props,
1: and you noticed this. Uh, they did a pit road drop-in for this hot take where he said, quote, A.J. Allmendinger told his crew the speeding penalty was his fault, end quote.
2: <laughs> like up, who- until the, up until they went to that live report, I was putting in on the Jackman. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was the Jackman's <laughs> fault.
1: then did you notice in the race too, they cut to the pit road reporter and I don't know if he knew that his mic was hot, but he goes, what driver am I talking about? (laughs)
2: yeah, Yeah, it was not a good day. Also, I almost feel like they weren't watching the end of the race because the post game post race stuff with Cobb Bush was sort of weird. You could tell. On when he's talking to his crew after the win, normally super excited. He was like, yeah, good win. Cause I think he knew it was awful that he wrecked Daniel Hemrick. So yeah. he was sort of like, his tone was sort of mellow. He doesn't do a burnout and then he gets out of his car and like the announcer's like, Oh, look at that. He's going to get the flag to take another bow. And they're like all excited. Yeah. And Kyle Bush is sort of dour interview goes on. And he sort of, you know, I didn't mean to do that, but I'll take the win anyways. I love when they do that. <laughs> yeah. And then. And so karma would go and get him. Yeah. He'd find out. And then after the post-race interview, he says, they say again, Kyle Bush headed to victory lane to take a bow. And they're like all excited again. It's like Kyle Bush is not going to bow no matter how many times you <laughs> say it. And then uh, Bob Pockris
1: actually asked him pre-race on Sunday. Uh, if that was the reason and he said yeah like you can't celebrate a win when you take out your teammate like that yeah so Which is just weird that he stood up for his teammate and then a little foreshadowing yeah it's just He's weird though, a little pissed
2: it? off that somebody
1: actually helped out their teammate on yeah. sunday
2: well it was weird the announcers it was almost like they didn't see the end of the race yeah um the other thing we'll just mention the annette um him missing the race after Road America, he was 11th. He was plus 34 uh, over Clements in 12th place, the last person in the playoffs. He was plus 77 over Riley Herbst. <laughs> Misses the race. He's still in 11th, but his lead over Clements for 11th place is now just five points. So he'll probably get passed by Clements this week. And his lead over Riley Herbst is only 59 points. So Getting, uh, get well soon, Michael.
1: Yeah. All right. So as we transition to Sunday's cup race, which I thought was a pretty good race before uh, we got things started, Martin Truex had to go to the back of the field. He failed inspection twice. So where we were going to see Joe Gibbs racing in two through five, uh, he had to drop to the back of the pack. Chase Elliott out front on the start. And then early on Tyler Reddick has similar situation to what AJ Allmendinger had At Road America, his cooling vest and
2: driver air hose to his helmet isn't working. Yeah, luckily it was a cloudier day. Maybe that helped a little bit. Uh, But Tyler Reddick, you'll see, he was a, uh, he, he powered through it and put forth a badass effort. So Kyle Busch
1: takes the lead on lap 14. And then we get to the competition caution at lap 25. And Hamlin took the lead in the pits. We also had some big movers where Kyle Larson moved up three spots to fourth. Logano up five spots to fifth and Keselowski
2: up six spots to sixth yeah um our guys getting it done on the uh, pit crew we're gonna be uh, talking sometime in the next couple of weeks to Keselowski's Jack man uh, you know we know some people so yeah so well maybe we'll talk to them about uh you know that's part may that. be
1: taking two weeks off but we're not
2: yeah I mean we're grinders so we got a, a restart on lap 30. Bush and Hamlin are battling for about two laps. Uh, then we get a yellow. I put this on the notes in some sort of uh, Morris code, <laughs> um, which is hard to read. I actually wrote yellow by Cody are into Ricky into Suarez. Yeah. So which- Cody Ware got
1: into uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., who then got into Daniel Suarez and Suarez, just his bad luck continues. Uh, He ended up finishing 36, was able to complete 243 laps, but Ricky uh, finishing uh, DFL in 37th. uh, He only finished 178 laps, but again, like Suarez was just, uh, motherfucking him on the radio afterwards and this like crew chief or spotter had to be like hey man it really wasn't his fault but uh you, <laughs> you know just... cody Ware. it was cody ware's fault Mike Joy probably called in was like hey it was just Ugh, Cody Ware but I thought that was pretty funny and then while we're on the topic of Ricky Stenhouse did you see the clip uh during the red flag where Kyle Bush called him uh Ricky Spinhouse
2: <laughs> I did not find that funny
1: <laughs> yeah. all right so we got back to green flag after that caution and kyle and kurt bush are running away with the stage and it's like oh kurt bush can make things uh interesting of note, uh, Ryan Newman has to pit with nine to go, and they showed his tires, and they were just completely shredded to pieces. Yeah,
2: that lets you know, uh-oh, tires yeah. before gas. Uh, yeah. You're going to need tires before you need gas.
1: And then Kurt Busch also feels his tires going with uh, seven to go. He backed off a little bit. Uh, so Kyle Busch ended up winning stage one, followed by Kurt Busch, then Denny Hamlin, Alex Bowman, and Tyler Reddick in the top five. Logano, Larson, Byron Truex, and Harvick rounded out the top ten. Those are a lot of names I recognize. Yeah, so looks like we got a nice race ahead of us uh, during those pits. Uh, Kurt Busch had a really, really good pit crew. Uh, this entire race he was first to get out and i think he was like 11 and a half seconds or something like that almost yeah. a full second faster um than anybody else so he's almost like they out. might
2: have had some loose lug nuts <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah that was actually the first thing i thought of I was like i mean they're, you probably not properly installed but <laughs> uh so harvick and truex were looking good at the end of stage one but they uh lost all ground they gained having to repit do, and they made some contact on pit road
2: yeah, Truix is like, I'm not going to speed this week on pit road. I'm just going to run into Harvick. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they both had to re-pit and go to the back. Lap
1: 106, Joey Logano, who is running into the top uh, 10, he has to pit due to a left rear tire issue.
2: Yeah, he was looking strong early in this sort of uh, – he got him off pit cycle. He, I'll, um, We'll get to it.
1: Yeah. And so they have some green flag uh, pit stops starting on lap 119, which is near about halfway through the stage. Um, And it looks like it's going to start pouring down rain. And I was getting ready for some dead driver documentaries, (laughs) but Eric Amarola and Ryan priest gamble. uh, They don't pit thinking that NASCAR will throw a rain yellow and they don't.
2: Yeah. NASCAR um, much like they don't like us, which is why they continue to use lug nuts uh not properly installed instead of loose lug nuts they don't like uh, Almarola or priest but they go all in on the strategy and it's any chance they win uh, have a winning the race is over yeah but i mean it's worth the gamble it was worth you know you know uh that time of the year down south rains can pop up they don't look i mean they look big on the radar And they just never happen. Sometimes they don't look big on the radar and then they last forever. Like the one time we played Ole Miss in baseball (laughs) and it looked like a little dot and then it rained for like six straight hours. Yeah, Yeah. as the dot just sat over uh, College Station. So are you looking at an apartment at Atlanta Motor Speedway? I don't know, but those look pretty sweet. Uh, Rutledge Wood talks to some family. They must be loaded because I couldn't find monthly rent. But the monthly association fee four hundred and fifteen dollars ridiculous it must have
1: uh, they've got to find some uh, money to pay for all the renovations that they're going to be doing at the track that the drivers don't like yeah all right so the end of stage two we see kurt bush come away with a win followed by kyle bush then alex bowman kyle larson and denny hamlin in the top five reddick blaney keselowski dylan and martin truex jr who by now top.
2: he has passed uh he started racing in the back and then he had a bad pit stop and had to go to the back uh he's yeah. passed sixty nine thousand four hundred and twenty cars after two stages that was my unofficial <laughs> and then this i found weird like maybe they, they must have become buddies since they've been doing some races together up in the booth because a lot of people don't like joey logano hey. i'm here neither here nor there Oh, we'd love to have him on the podcast that's for i'm on sure. unbi- by i'm unbiased media but a lot of drivers don't like joey logano and kurt bush does not try to put joey logano a lap down he's just like ah, you can like he even touched his bump uh front bumper to logano's back bumper with like a lap and a half back pretty much saying i'm here but then he backed off Um, It didn't come back to bite him. It could have came back to bite him like uh, Martin Trucks a couple weeks ago when he didn't try to hold off William Byron. But I just found that odd.
1: So as we get to the stage break, Hamlin busted for speeding down pit road. And then this is where the weird part of the race comes in. Uh, There's a chunk of the track coming out right around the restart zone. And then everybody's like, oh, this is why we need to repave this track and do it. Uh, we get the red flag with 93 to go.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, this was like our pets' heads are falling off. That's from Dumb and Dumber, if you want to get that sound clip. Yeah. Pretty funny. I could be silent now, or you can keep talking. No, we'll keep going. Son of a. Well, then follow we, me on Instagram, and I'll
1: put it up myself. So, restart with a 90 to go. Kurt Bush is out front. We get four wide behind him, which can't do that next year. And uh, so he's followed by Kyle Busch, Bowman, and Larson. And then we get to some cre- green flag pit stops. Kyle Busch uh, using some strategy, as our a friend uh, Larry Mack would say, if you're going to follow the leader, uh, you're going to follow him to the end of the race. So he pissed one lap before Kurt, and he actually passes him uh, as they cycle through.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um... Like, to me, I don't know, though. Larry Mack gets into this. He's like, yeah, you're uh, so-and-so two seconds faster. But to me, each lap after that, the one who pitted second was, should be a little bit faster. So, you, in the long run, that should be even.
1: Yeah. I don't know. But I could be wrong. Um, so, Kyle Busch is in the lead. And then uh, we see Kyle Larson, who is running up in the top ten, top five, Uh, He actually gets caught speeding on pit road and that puts him out of contention. And then this is where I don't really think it's drama, but basically Kurt Busch has passed Kyle at this this point. And they're catching up to lap traffic and Ross Chastain, who is teammates with Kurt Busch, kind of picks Kyle Busch a little bit. And then Kurt Busch kind of runs away with it. We see Kyle kind of shrink the lead a little bit, and then he gets caught up. Um, and he almost got into the wall with five to go. And then the uh, gap opened up a little bit for Kurt Busch, and Kurt Busch came away with the win.
2: Yeah, uh, to me, it was teamwork. But somebody, uh, some grumpy Gus uh, had other thoughts. Well, well, let's get into that in a little
1: bit. Um so it's Kurt Busch who won the race, Kyle Busch second, Martin Truex. And this is interesting because he was hunting both of them down. I don't know if you were watching the time on yeah. the sidebar, but he was about like seven seconds back with 10 left. And he was only like three seconds back when they, uh, when Kurt Busch took the flag. So it would have been interesting, but I thought Martin Truex had a really great car. And as you mentioned, passed a bunch of people, just overcame a lot. Um, Alex Bowman finished fourth. Brian Blaney finished fifth followed by Tyler Reddick, Chase Elliott, Christopher Bell, Matty D, who somebody predicted would finish ninth, and then Brad Keselowski to round out the top ten.
2: You're going to drop in one sound clip today, and that's going to be me last week. What did I say Matty D was going to finish? Like, I picked the spot. I'm going to say, I'm going to predict the place finish, though. I say he finishes ninth. Oh, all right. I don't think he finishes in the top ten, but that's just Well, me. yeah, you know what? You will get a smaller piece
1: of the ice cream cake. And that's correct. You did. You did pick the right spot.
2: So uh, we uh, we had a bushy McBush race. I, I first off, I want to say Martin Trex, very pleasant third place interview. Like you could tell, he he knew he had a badass race, and you know, third is third. But yeah, um, Bushy McBush race. I think Bush missed out on naming this race because it would have been pretty awesome to have those two. They finished one two on four occasions. It's now two and two. Yeah. Two ones for Kyle, two ones for Kurt. Good
1: for them. And then, you know, about a month ago, we were doubting what Chip Ganassi was doing. And then. More you than me. Yeah. But then we uh, we see great teamwork between uh, Chastain and Kurt Busch. And it was funny to see this play out. And as we mentioned uh, in the Xfinity race, Kyle Busch had wrecked his teammate, Joe Gibbs' racing teammate, Daniel Hemrick. And then Kyle was just a whiny little bitch post game, saying uh about Chastain quote shows you what kind of driver he is end quote and I'm like one that would actually help a teammate like what do you want him to do like if he doesn't help out Kurt Bush then what's the point of having teammates
2: yeah I like every time you want to like Kyle Bush you end up not wanting to like him just like the day before he you know he's sort of dour and you're like oh my gosh he really cares about his teammate blah 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 and then this, it's like, why are you going after Ross Chastain? Are you that pissed you lost to your brother? Like, But then he admitted, too, that Kurt had a better car than he did. Yeah,
1: I just. And shouldn't you have known that, like, maybe his teammate was going to help him out? Like, I don't know what he could have done, but, like, maybe anticipate that his teammate is going to help him in some sort of fashion.
2: Yeah, it, it was just a bad look in the post-race interview. How
1: awesome was Kurt Busch's post-race interview, though? It was awesome. in
2: that and the thing at a time where he's eating the M&M's. Oh, and, yeah. But like when did, he turned to the crowd and was like, we beat Kyle. And everybody just goes crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they talked about it. He has sort of resurrected his um, image um, from when it was a long time ago. I, like, I really started to like him when I started watching the, the Xfinity races and he'd be in the booth. And he just seemed like not so much a gonad as he did early on in his career. Yeah. So as we look at the standings
1: real quick, we got five races left in the regular season. Guys that are in with multiple wins, Kyle Larson, Martin Truex, Alex Bowman, Kyle Busch, and Chase Elliott. Uh, Guys that would be in with one win, William Byron, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney, Brad Keselowski, Kurt Busch, Christopher Bell, and uh, Michael McDowell. Two guys that are fairly safe on points but haven't clinched yet are Denny Hamlin, who is the regular season points leader by 10 points over Larson and is 369 points above the cutoff, and Kevin Harvick, who's 159 points above the cutoff.
2: Yeah, more alarming for Kevin Harvick, though. No playoff points. Has not won a stage all year, which is mind-blowing. Which is wild because he won seven races last year. (laughs) i'm mind blown like if you had a sound for the emoji where the b- bombs going off in the guy's brain yeah you could drop that in there but there is none it's and
1: so since going. since kurt bush leapfrogged them the buffer is gone for the rcr cars um they got safer points wise but they again they don't have the buffer austin dylan is 104 points above the cutoff line tyler reddick 96
2: yeah and what it does leave is with five races to go everyone chasing pretty much needs to win because the closest guy busher he needs to score 19.2 points per race more than reddick to catch him so basically that's not going to happen
1: yeah he is minus 96 Matty d uh is 138 points out ross Chastain 145 points out bubba wallace 148 points out and then stenhouse suarez briscoe priest eric jones ryan newman ryan newman eric amarillo and cole custer among those who will all uh it will be all for nothing uh for them the next five weeks so it'll be interesting to see how
2: that plays out well and i think those guys chasing are going for the win but those last two guys have to be going for the win too yeah because you you don't want to lose because the uh Ricky Stenhouse pulls off in Daytona last race before the is the last race of the chase. I feel like they're chasing to get into the playoff.
1: So the next seven, the last
2: race of the regular season. Yeah. uh, Ricky's pretty strong. Bubba Wallace is pretty strong at Daytona. You don't want to not get your spot because the one of those two took the last spot.
1: Yeah. So the next seven weeks uh, we have New Hampshire this weekend, and then two weeks off for the Olympics And then we have Watkins Glen, the Indy Road Course, Michigan, and then Daytona. So it'll be interesting to see um, that road course because we've seen guys have pretty good success like Chase Briscoe, um, have success up there. But then you also have the ringers like uh, Chase Elliott, Martin Truex, and uh, Kyle Busch who have done really well.
2: Yeah, so it's going to make up for a a wild and wooly last seven weeks. Pretty excited for it.
1: Um, It'll be interesting. Yeah. So that will do it for our Knoxville slash Atlanta recap. Again, a mixed bag of races and always some drama uh, with Kyle Busch. So it was a pretty good weekend. Uh, if you haven't already followed us on Twitter, you can at Loose Lugnuts Pod or on Instagram at Loose Podcast. We'll be back on Friday to preview the Xfinity and Cup Series races at New Hampshire. We want to thank you guys for listening. We will see you all later this week
2: yeah leap five star reviews too those are good and uh hey we're gonna have photos i'm getting an ice cream cake because maddie d is winning this week oh uh, that's right and then i want to give a special shout out we got a new fan this week because he listened
1: to the quinn half uh interview and it's ks racing fan 91 on twitter he said he liked us and we appreciate that and he subscribed and we got a listener now so special shout out uh to our friend in kansas with that, we will see you on Friday.
0: I grew up in Texas where football was my game Until that racing fever started burning in my brain I started running mini stocks when I was 13 And won a short track championship when I was just 16 I met a man named Harry Hyde And he built a car for me Sponsored by Granddad. We'll mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I must admit she smiled a bit, but it's me that runs the race. Now you can't be a champion, do the luck or circumstance. I'll do the best I can for those who've given me the chance. Thank you for the ride, Harry High.